Today's Shia is in Hilchas Shechita, the first chapter. Hilchas Shechita, Yesh Bechlalon Chamesh Mitzvahs. Hilchas Shechita contains five mitzvahs. Shalish Mitzvahs Asei, Yushtayim Mitzvahs Loisa Asei. Three positive mitzvahs and three negative. Ezeu Proton, this is the list of them. Aleph Lishchoit V'yachakach Yoichal, to perform Shechita, the proper kosher manner of slaughtering before eating any meat not to slaughter to shecht a animal and its offspring on the same day when shechting or slaughtering a chaya or a bird the blood must be covered when removing birds from the nest or eggs from a nest, one may not take the mother along with the little birds or the eggs. If one did take the mother and the eggs or the little birds together, one has to send the mother away. The details of all these mitzvahs are given in the following chapters. Perikrishin, the first perik, halacha aleph. Mitzvah sasei, she yishchoit mi she yirtze lecho il bosar beheimo chayo veoif, veachakach yoichol. It's a positive commandment, a positive mitzvah, that someone who wishes to eat the flesh of a beheima, a chayo or an oif, a beheima are domesticated animals in general, chayo are non-domesticated animals. The behemoths that are kosher are the cattle and sheep and goats. Chayas that are kosher are various species of deer. The oif, or the birds that are kosher, one has to shecht them, perform the kosher slaughter, and only then may he eat them. And one might think that this is not really a mitzvah, since one is not required to eat meat, this is only something that has to be done to prepare meat if one desires to do so. Nevertheless, the Rambam says that this is a mitzvah. If one wants to eat meat, one is not required to do so. If he wants to, he must. It is a mitzvah for him to perform the shechita. Shenemar, as the Pesach states, You shall slaughter from your cattle or from your sheep. This teaches us that cattle and sheep, that is the behemoths, require shechita. V'nemar b'bechoyer balmum, and then the pasuk states elsewhere when speaking about the firstborn animal, which cannot be brought as a sacrifice because it contains a defect. Ach kash, it, it says that one may eat it. Ach kasha yeyochel es hatzvi v'es ha'ayol. It can be eaten only in the manner in which one eats a tzvi or an ayol, these are two species of deer, which are chayas, holamadita, this teaches us, shechaya kebehema, that uh, a chaya and a behema have the same rules as require, uh, 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 concerning the eating them, that is, both of them require shechita. Chaya kebehema linyan shechita, in requirement of shechita, chaya and behema have the same rule. Uva oif and concerning the birds, the Pasuk says, Asha Yotsud, who will capture Tzayd Chaya, the a capturing of a Chaya, 
oy oif, or a bird. The goyimer and the pasuk continues, v'shofach has damoi, he shall spill its blood. Melame, this teaches us, shashvich has dam ha'oif, the method of spilling the blood of a bird. Keshvich has dam ha'chayo, is the same as the method of spilling the blood of a chayo, that is, just as the chayo requires shechita, so the bird requires shechita. Halacha beis, v'hilchei shechita, the rules concerning this shechita, b'chulon achasein. They are... One set of rules concerning the shechita for all of these species, for behemoths, for chayas, and for birds. Lefichoch, therefore, ha-shoycheid behema oichaya oif. Therefore, since we learned that this is a mitzvah, the one who slaughters a behema or a chayah or an oif, mevarich tchila, must first recite the bracha, ha-shekidishonu b'mitzvoisov v'tzivonu al ha-shechita. V'yem loy beirach, if he did not make the, this bracha, this blessing, bein b'shoigeg, bein b'mezid, whether it was uh, unintentionally or he intentionally omitted the bracha, it doesn't matter, ha-bosa mutar, the meat is still permitted, as we learned in Hilchas brachas, and uh, as is the general rule, that brachas are not ma'akiv, brachas do not prevent the fulfillment of the mitzvah. One is required to make the bracha, but the Failing to do so does not spoil the mitzvah. The habasa mutad, the flesh is nevertheless permitted to be eaten. The also lechol min ashruta calls man It is forbidden to eat the flesh of a slaughtered animal, an animal after the shechita, so long as the animal is still mefarcheses. Mefarcheses means trembling or tremoring uh, uh, after the shechita the limbs of the animal or a bird begin to tremble. And this lasts for a uh, short time. And while this is happening, it's forbidden to eat it. One who eats the flesh before the animal or bird has completely died, has transgressed a negative commandment. This, this prohibition is included in the prohibition, in, in the negative commandment of Loiseichlu al Adam, you may not eat on the blood. And there are a number of different mitzvahs that are learned from that same Pasuk. And since it's one Pasuk which teaches us a number of different things, the rule is that Lav Shabichlolis, a negative commandment that's learned as one of a series of things all coming from the same posuk, transgressing that does not carry the penalty of Malchus with it, therefore one who eats it before it's completely dead, it does not receive Malchus. It's permitted to cut meat from the animal after the Shechita, before it's fully dead, he's permitted to salt it properly, we learned the, the rules of salting previously, and he soaks it while the animal is still tremoring, and he puts the flesh aside until the animal dies, and then he may eat it, because the animal, even though it's not fully dead, is no longer considered living, and the prohibition of ever min hachai, of eating flesh of a living thing, no longer applies here. 
the prohibition is not because of flesh of a living thing, it's a, because of eating while the blood is still in it. And therefore, if he put it, the meat away until after the animal died, it's permitted. Halacha gimel, dogim vachagovim, other living species that are permitted to be eaten, fish and chagovim, the insects that are kosher, einam tzrichim shechita, they do not require any shechita, elo asifosam hihamateresoisam, capturing them, removing them from the place where they are, makes them permitted. Harehu oimer, the Pesach says, Hatsoin ubakar yishachet lohem umatso lohem, imes kol degei hayom yeyosef lohem. The Pesach says, sheep and cattle will be slaughtered for them, and will it be enough? And if all the fish of the sea were to be gathered for them, since the Pesach uses the word slaughtering with sheep and cattle, and the same Pasuk uses the word gathering for fish, we learn Asifas Dogim, the gathering of the fish, Keshchitas Bachzavitzayin, is equivalent to the Shechita of cattle and sheep. This teaches us the rule by uh, concerning fish, Uvachagovim, and concerning insects, Namar, Oisef Hechosil, the gathering of the, uh, that's a form of locusts, Ba'asifa Levada, the means that gathering enough alone is sufficient. Lefichach, therefore, if they died by themselves in the water, mutarim, it's permitted, because removing them even dead from the water makes them permitted. And they may be eaten even while alive, because as long as soon as they are gathered, they are permitted as if shechita had been performed. This slaughtering, which is mentioned in the Torah, as a general name without giving any details, it's all learned, as we said in Halacha Aleph from the Pesach, you shall slaughter. It doesn't say what slaughtering consists of. This slaughtering, which is just mentioned as a general category in the Torah, this requires explanation. We have to know the details of what part of the animal the Shechita is performed on, and how much slaughtering, how much cutting has to be done in order to be called shechita, with what kind of tools can we perform the shechita, at what time is the shechita permissible, in what places is it done, how is it done, and what factors can spoil the shechita, make it unfit, Umihu hashoichet, who is, what, what person is fit to be a shoichet? The alcohol hadvarim ho'elu, on all these things together, the Torah, tzivonim batayra, the Torah commanded us, v'yomar, the Torah said, v'zavachta mibekarcha, you shall slaughter your cattle. Tasha tzivisicha, as I have commanded you, v'yachalta b'sharecha, then you may eat it.
What does it mean? Slaughter as I have commanded you. All of these details which we just went through. These were commanded orally, by oral tradition. Just like the rest of the Torah Shabal this is called mitzvah, commandment, as was explained at the beginning of this work, that is, at the, as was explained in the Hagdama, in the introduction to Yad HaChazakim. The Rambam now proceeds to give the details of all the requirements of Shechita. Halacha, hey, Mokim HaShechita, the first factor that has to be discussed is the place where the shechita takes place. The, that is the place in the anatomy of the living thing where the shechita takes place. Mokim ha-shechita min The location of the shechita in a living thing. Hu hatzavar is the throat. V'chol hatzavar kosher l'shechita. The entire throat is a proper place for the shechita. The shechita can be made anywhere in the throat. Keitzad. Uh, specifically, how is this? Baveshet in the esophagus. The esophagus is the gullet, the pipe that carries the food from the mouth down to the stomach. In the veshet is metchilas hamokim The upper uh, part of the veshet, the, the highest part uh, where the veshet can be cut in shrita, is from the beginning of the place where if you cut it, it begins, the cut edges begin to curve inwardly. There's a place where they'll do that, and higher than that, the Beishet is already wider and thicker and won't do that. Admokim sheyasir, and the lowest part of the Beishet that can be cut for a kosher shechita is the place where the inside of the, of the uh, esophagus begins to have like little hairs on it, and it has little furrows and ridges inside, it's not smooth, kakeris, like the lining of a, it begins to look like the lining of a stomach, the kosher place for shechita in the veshet, in the esophagus, is in between those two places, that is the upper level is the place where it begins to curve inward when you cut it, and the lower level is the place where it begins to have hairs and, and furrows inside. Halach above, shochat l'mayla mimokim zeh, if the shechita was done higher than this place, v'hu hanikrat harbitz haveshet, the place in the veshet, in the esophagus, that's higher than this, where shechita is not kosher, <coughs> is called tarbitz haveshet, oy l'mata mimokim zeh, or lower than this place, which is already the beginning of the digestive organs, that shechita is not kosher. And how much is the tarbet saveshet? The tarbet saveshet is the place at the top of the vesh, at the top of the esophagus, where it's connected already to the lower jaw, to the, to the mouth organs. And how much of that is not kosher? In a behema and a chaya, that is in an animal, the amount that proceeds down from the mouth, when you, the amount that 
can be held between two fingers, that's tarbet saveshit, and that's not kosher. Uh, lower than that is kosher, uba oif, and in a bird, in a bird you can't measure with two fingers because some birds the entire throat isn't that big. In a small bird, uba oif, and a bird it's measured according to the size of the bird. Ulamata on the lowest level in a bird is uh, the bird the wind the, the uh, esophagus doesn't have that same anatomy. <coughs> it's measured ad hazefek until the zefek is the zefek is a crop. There's inside the the neck there's a small sack that comes off the esophagus and food is stored in that sack. And the place where that sack emerges from the esophagus is the lowest place where shita can be made. Halacha zayin, mokim shita bakona, and where is the place of shita in the kona? The kona is the trachea, the windpipe, the, the, the pipe that carries air from the nose and mouth down into the lungs. Mishipui koiva ulamata, from the place where it goes at an angle like a hat, the windpipe, the uh, corner, is not a smooth pipe, but it looks like it's made of rings, one on top of the other. And the rings are all approximately the same size, and the top ring is larger. And above that, the it begins to go at an angle, and it looks like there's a cap on top of it. That place is called Shipui Koiva, and from that place and higher is not kosher for Shita. And the Ulamata and lower, the lowest uh, place where one can make Shita in the corner, Adroish Knaporeya, until the <coughs> top of the wing of the lungs, the windpipe, the corner. Uh, doesn't branch off to the two lungs at the very top of the lungs. It comes down in between the two lungs, and then it branches, and the two branches of the corner <coughs> meet the lungs somewhere in their middle. And the part of the lung that's higher than this branch is called the kanafareya, the wing, because it's like lifted up, just like a bird lifts up its wings when it's going to fly. So the Rosh Knaporeya and the height of this will depend on how much the behemoth stretches itself out. Because there are muscles that when the behemoth stretches out its head, the muscles pull on the corner and part of the corner which was previously down lower than the Rosh Knaporeya will now be higher. So this is measured, when the behemoth stretches out its neck, in order to eat. This is the kosher place for shechita in the kone, in the trachea. And the external part of the behemoth, so these are the internal organs, the outside of the behemoth, the outside of the neck, wherever is opposite, these limits, that is, wherever outside is, is opposite the limits of the 
Konan Veshet inside is called Savar. This is called the throat, and here is where Shechita is permissible. Halochaches. On Sa'a if the behema forced itself, stretched itself more than is usual, or when it stretched out its neck very much, or the shoichet pulled, forced the kona uh, and the veshet, and he pulled them upwards, and he performed the shechita in the correct place in the throat, in the place that's usually opposite the correct places of the kona and veshet. But in the kona and veshet itself, the shechita was made too low, not in the proper place. This is doubtful whether it's kosher and not. The shechit has, has to cut in the center of the throat, not on the sides. But if he made the shechita on the sides, this is kosher. And how much does he have to cut? Both of these simonim, both of these organs, sheim akona vehaveshet, both the kona, the trachea, and the esophagus. Hashchita hameula, the best type of shchita sheichot chushnehem, that both of them have to be completely cut through. Bein babehema, bein boif, whether by with an animal or with a bird. Velaze is kaved hashchita. This is what the shchita should try to do. Vimshachat roi vechod mehem boif, but if he's cut only the majority of only one of them with an off, with a bird, or the majority of both of them, the majority of each one of them, with a behema or a chaya, an animal that is, the shechita is kosher. If he cut one of them, more than half, and the other one exactly half by a behema, so that the second one was only cut half, it's not enough, but if you count the two together, it comes to, if, if you combine them, it will come to more than half for each. Shechitase psula. The shechita is possible. Rubei shalzeh ve shalzeh, the majority of this one, and the majority of this one. Afal even though each one of them was cut only a hair's breadth more than half, this is kosher. Even if the slightest amount more than half was cut, that's considered the majority. If he cut half of one exactly and half of the other, even with a bird, where we say that bird, only one of them needs to be cut. This is not kosher. Even though if you were to combine the two, half and half makes a whole, you can't consider it as if one whole one had been cut. Two halves is not kosher. If the trachea was already split, Halfway, the behemoth was living that way with the trachea split halfway. We will learn that this is not trefa. Such a such an animal is kosher. Veshochat al mokim hachituch miat, 
and he slaughtered a little bit more, he cut a little bit more than the place that was already open, and now it, the whole thing comes to be a majority. It doesn't matter whether he began cutting at the place where it was whole, and he reached the split part so that he cut less than half, and now the whole thing is cut. Whether he put the knife to begin with into the open part, and he cut a little more and now made it a majority, this is kosher. He doesn't have to cut the majority. It has to be, the majority has to be cut when he's finished. Whoever shechts has to examine these two organs, the Kodah and the Veshet, Liyach HaShchita, after the Shchita. V'im loy bodek, if he didn't examine it, V'nechtach haroish, Kodim sheyivdoik, and the head was cut off before he had a chance to examine it, Harezu Nevela, this is assumed to be Nevela, V'afilu hoya shoychit zorizu mor, and even if the shoychit was very careful and very fast, that he was an ex, that means he was an expert shoychit, nevertheless, if he didn't see in each individual animal, he didn't see that the Kona and the Veshet were cut. It's not kosher, because an animal is considered, a living thing is considered as unkosher while it's still alive. And this presumption of meat being unkosher cannot be changed unless he actually sees that it was made so, that it was cut. Halacha Yud Gimel, kol every behema, that means not only a behema, but a living thing, while it's living, becheskas iseroi medis is presumed to be not kosher. Until there is definite proof that shechita was made. Shechita kshera. That is, there is definite proof that a kosher shechita was made. Halochi yudalad. Now that Rambam discusses the second factor of shechita, what kind of tool can be used? Bechol dover. Any kind of a tool can be used. Bein besakin shalmatches. A metal knife. Bein betzor. A sharp stone. Glass. The sharp edge of a uh, reed, or any, any similar thing, something that cuts. Uh, but only if the, if the edge of it, the sharp edge, was very sharp. And they may not have any nick or notch in it. Avlem hoya kemoi telem. Bechudo yishal dovash yishayichtim boi. If there was a little indentation in the sharp edge of the tool with which the shechit is made. Vafilo hoya telem koten b'yoyser. Even if it was very small, as long as it can be felt with with a thumbnail, shechitos yipsula. The shechito is not kosher. If the if that indentation, if that nick was felt only in one direction, that uh, that is, if you uh, he will explain this in the next halacha, he should not use such a tool for shechita because he might go the wrong way. But if he did shecht, moving the tool only in the direction in which the nick is not felt, 
then the shechita is kosher. Halacha tezayin keitzad, for example, sakin shetivdeik b'haylacha, a knife which when examined by moving the knife away from you, you don't feel any nick in it, but when you bring it back towards you, then you do feel a nick, if he made the shechita moving the knife away, and didn't return it back towards him, then the shechita is kosher, but if he made the shechita, in the direction bringing it towards him, shchitosik psula. Then it's not kosher. Halacha yud zayin sakin shehi oila v'yoredes kanochash a knife that waves back and forth, a knife that that looks like a snake that's trying to walk. That is, it goes up and down, it curves up and down. The aimbap gam, but there's no nick in it. The blade itself is smooth. Shoychtem balachatchila. Such a blade can be used for shchita. Even lechatchila, even to begin with, one can use such a blade. V'sakin shapiyacholok ve'enochada, a knife whose sharp edge is uh, very smooth, but it's not particularly sharp. Ho'il ve'ed ba'pagab, since it doesn't have a nick in it, shaykhtin ba, you can make shechita with it. And even though it doesn't cut well, it takes a long time to cut, even if he had to cut back and forth all day until he made the, the proper shechita, 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 this is still kosher. Halacha yutches, sakin chada, sakin chada, a sharp knife, shehush chaza, that was sharpened, that was rubbed on the stone, vaharayeno chalaka, and it didn't come out smooth, ela magaita kemaga reishashi boilis, but it feels rough, it has a shehu mistabech ba'etzba, and it it feels rough against the finger. Ha'ul ve'ein ba'pegam, as long as it doesn't have an actual nick in it, sheichtim ba, you can use that for shechita. Halacha yutes. Ha'toylish kona, somebody who cuts a reed from the ground. Oishain. A, he cut a, he removed a tooth from an animal and it was sharp. He removed a piece of stone from the ground, or a fingernail. And they are naturally sharp. And they have no nick in them. One can make shechita with them. If he stuck him into the ground, and move the behema against it. He may not shecht with them when they are stuck in the ground, because we will learn that something that's connected to the ground cannot be used. And even though here it's artificially connected to the ground and it would be kosher, he shouldn't shecht with it because it looks like it's naturally connected. If he did slaughter with it, shechitosik shayra, then it's kosher. If he shechted with them as they were naturally connected to the ground or to the behema, before he removed them, this shechit is not kosher, even though they're sharp and have no nick in them. If he took a jaw of an animal that had the teeth still in it, 
Chadois, they were sharp teeth, Veshachad Bahem, and he slaughtered with them. Shchitasai Psula. The Shchita is not kosher if they shaheb kemagal, because this is like a saw. The spaces between the teeth are like nicks in the knife. Aval Nachas, but if it was just one tooth, Hakvua Balechi, which is still connected to the jaw, we don't say that this is considered Mechuba, that this is con- connected to the place where it was created because the jaw was removed from the animal. You can, even to begin with, make such a shechita. Even though it's connected to it, the jaw is considered as if it were the handle. If he heated the knife in a fire and then made the shechita with the hot knife, the shechita is kosher because even though the knife was hot and it burns its way into it, but the cutting edge cuts before it can burn. Uh, some versions here say shechitose psula, that the shechita, some versions have it printed that the shechita is not kosher because it burns rather than cutting. In either case, sakin shatzido echad maigel vetzido hasheni yafe, a knife that had two edges to it. And one edge was uh, nicked, was like a saw, and the other edge was uh, was kosher, was proper. He shouldn't use the sharp, the, the, the smooth side for shechita, lechatchila. To begin with, he shouldn't do such a thing, zera, because so it's a zera, it's a, a decree not to do that, because we are worried he might, by mistake, use the wrong side. But if he did make the shechita, as long as he cut with the uh, smooth side, this is kosher. The shechit has to examine the knife, Bechuda, the sharp part, the mitzad zeh, mitzad zeh. He has to examine both sides of the sharp edge. Vekeitzad boitka, how does he examine it? Moilicho meivia almsaretz boy. He passes it back and forth against the flesh of his finger. Umoilicho meivia alziparnoi, and he passes it back and forth on his fingernail. Misholishlichoseho, and he does this on all three sides of the blade. Shehem piha. Against the sharp edge, Ushnait Sidadov and the two sides that are along the sharp edge. Kadeshalayabapgam, he examines to see that there is no nick in it, klal, no nick at all. And only afterwards may he make the shita. Halochabdalin, the Tsarak Shayivdaikain Achashita, and he has to make such a bedika, such an examination also after the shita. Uh, the Raivid disagrees here and says that uh, the examination after the Shechita has to be made only if he's going to use the knife again to make another Shechita. But if he's finished, he need not examine afterwards. But the Rambam says he must examine afterwards. If he found it nicked after the Shechita, it's doubtful it may not be kosher. Maybe the nick happened when he began to cut the skin, even though he examined it before the shechita, the knife was good, but when he began to cut the skin, it got nicked. And when he performed the shechita itself, when he cut the kon and the veshit, he was already cutting with a nicked knife. Therefore, someone who shechts many behemoths or many birds, Sarich Livdeg ben Kolachas Vachas has to examine the knife between each and every one. Shimloi Bodak, if he didn't examine, 
and he examined it at the end and found that there was a nick all of them are, 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 are doubtfully kosher. They, it, 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 because of a doubt, they're assumed to be unkosher. Even the first one, because we assume it was nicked when he first began to cut the skin of the first one. If he examined the knife, and then he made the shechita, and he didn't examine afterward, and he broke a bone with afterwards with the knife. He used the knife for, for cutting the bones or he ate, so he cut wood with it or some other thing with that knife. And then he examined the knife and found it nicked. Then we assume that it's kosher. Because the assumption is that the nick was made when he cut the hard object with it afterwards and not when he began to cut the skin at the beginning of the Shechita. And so also if uh, he sinfully uh, neglected to examine the knife, or he lost the knife, before he could examine it, then it's kosher, we assume that it didn't uh, receive any nick in it. Any shoichet who does not give the uh, knife that he shechts with to uh, Rav to examine, this means when he, uh, before the shechita, he didn't show it to a Rav to see that it's kosher, and he shechted with it uh, for himself, not not uh, to to sell the meat, but uh, to eat for himself. We go and examine it. If it turns out that the knife is good, is kosher, then they place uh, a uh, a prohibition against him, an injunction against him. That is uh, temporarily because he may. Since he he once shechted for himself and didn't give it to a rav to examine, we are afraid that next time he'll shecht for the public and also won't give it to a rav to examine. Next time it will not be kosher, it will be nicked. He'll make the shechita with it. The Yemnim says peguma, and if we examine it, the knife now and find that it's nicked now, he is fired from uh, being a shoichet or menad in and the prohibition is put on him. And uh, a public notice is given that all meat that he previously shechted is treifa. This law is because of the covid uh, of the rav. One of the one of the uh, things that are done for the covid of a rav is that he is the one who examines the knife. But if the rav is Michael uh, on this, if the Rav uh, doesn't stand on his uh, covered, on his honor, and is willing to forego it, and only comes once in a while to examine the knife, that is okay. How long does the knife have to be for Shita Koshahu? Even the smallest amount is also kosher. As long as it's not so narrow that it punctures rather than cutting. 
like the head of a small scalpel, a very small, narrow blade that really punctures and doesn't cut, or something like that. When can the Shechita be performed? Anytime. Any time of the day or night is kosher. Uh, but at night it's kosher only if he has a uh, light burning so that he can see what he's doing. Avuk is a big light. It's light enough uh, that he can see what he's doing. And if he made the shechita in the dark, it's still kosher. As long as everything was done properly, it's kosher. If someone shechts on Yom Kippur or on Shabbos, Unwillingly, that is, he didn't know that it was Yom Kippur, or he didn't know that it was Shabbos, or he didn't know that it was forbidden to shecht on Yom Kippur or on Shabbos. Even though if he had done it knowingly, he would have uh, had the, uh, received the death penalty in the case of Shabbos, or Mishayev Malkus would have received Malkus in case of Yom Kippur. The Shechita is kosher, just like any case which we learned in Hilchus Shabbos, where someone prepares something on Shabbos, and not knowingly, it's forbidden on Shabbos, and it's uh, permitted to be eaten after Shabbos.